Hi, welcome to the Living Hope Young Adult Podcast Chosen. I'm your host, Abby Llewellyn. In this podcast, we break down what it means to be chosen by God, called to ministry, and to serve in our local church. These are stories of our leaders and pastors and how they were specifically chosen to ministry. This is Chosen. So today I have Jenny Meredith with me. She is the Women of Hope um, co-lead ministry leader. And um, I first wanted to say that Jenny has one of the coolest speaking voices ever. (laughs) And um, that I'm excited to get to know her better through this interview um, and learn who she is and who God has designed her to be. But I'm also excited about hearing her talk for this long (laughs) Um, Jenny was also, I remembered yesterday that you were one of my high school small group group leaders. Yes. And so I completely forgot about that. Um, but I figured I would just start with some get to know you questions. And some of them are a little bit longer, but um, some of them are pretty small. So I'll just start with what's your favorite hobby? Oh, I love baking. Baking, okay. Yes. Um, I love baking, trying to bake things from scratch. So cookies, cakes, um, lots, yeah, lots of things. Yeah. Um, if you could listen to one album for the rest of your life, what oh, would it be? Man, these questions. <laughs> oh, that is really hard. Uh, I love music, and um, my kids laugh because, um, so. I don't like on Amazon Music. It has this cool setting where it's like your soundtrack, and it's like random. And so it's really hard for me to think of one thing. Um. Oh, I don't know. That stumps me. <laughs> <laughs> for the rest of my life, I well, I'm probably gonna say because this is kind of new and I love it so much. But Carrie Underwood's um, gospel album. Yeah. Um, like takes me back to my home church. Um, and then she just has so much soul too. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think I'd probably pick that one. Yeah. That's a good one. She had a Christmas album this last year. That was really, really oh, good. Wow. I have to I check that, that out. Yeah. So I, I know that you said that you like to bake, but do you have, um, any hidden talents? No, no, I'm not that cool. Okay. But baking's a really good <laughs> one. <laughs> Um, if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Ooh, that's tough, too. So I love travel. I love experiencing different cultures. Um, probably if I had to choose anywhere, though, it would just be somewhere close to water. I'd love just being, whether it's like a river or an ocean or a lake, but I just love the water. Yeah, for sure. Um, what is or was your dream job? Um, okay. So growing up, I loved weather. And so I actually wanted to be a meteorologist. So like in my high school yearbooks, you know, people wrote like, can't wait to see you on the news. And, and then I changed to education in college. Um, but I think dream job, you know, if money wasn't a factor, um, I would put all of those things aside, even though they were great, and I would love to own, like, a bed and breakfast and, like, have people that I could cook them breakfast and bake things for them and just meet people that came to stay. 
Um, I think that would be really fun. Those are two great answers. I love those. Okay, and this one's a little bit harder. Um, If you could give a piece of advice to your younger self, what would it be? Ooh, I've actually thought about this a lot because I love college kids, and that was Mm -hmm. a huge turning point in my life just in regards to my faith. Um, I would tell myself to not think about what you're expected to be or to do in regards of the world standards, um, but just trust um, yourself. Trust what the Lord is teaching you, um, not your worldly self, but just your spiritual self. Yeah, for sure. Um, And then you are married and you have some children. I do. So tell us a little bit about your family. Okay. So um, I met my husband, Ryan, through my now sister-in-law. We were in college together. Um, I won't go into our dating story, even though it's my favorite story ever. But um, so she introduced us and it was a pretty um, whirlwind romance, I would say, because we met, got engaged and got married in a very short time, less than a year. And we have three kids. Um, Our oldest will be 12 in September. And we have a nine-year-old and a six-year-old. Nine-year-old girl and six-year-old boy. Awesome. All righty. So how did you get started serving in the women's ministry? Okay, so I have been a part of the women's ministry since uh, 2016. And I had off and on served... Um, doing different things within the church, and um, and a friend of mine was on the Women of Hope team, and she just said, hey, have you ever thought of being a part of our women's team? Because I had been going to our women's events and things, and, um, and so through her encouragement and through her speaking to our the current leader at that time, um, we, the leader and I met and chatted, and then she invited me to be a part of the team. And um, so I started serving, and it was just through encouragement and affirmation um, and obviously prompting of the Holy Spirit to just be more involved. Um, but through them seeing something in me um, and just having that confirmation um, was what led me to the women's team. Yeah, for sure. Um Why do you think it's important for us to get involved in our local church? Uh, I love this question. So I think it's a huge temptation right now to just be a um, one-and-done type mentality when it comes to, I think, many of us, um, and this is actually, I think, becoming less and less in regards to just our um, world right now. Uh, Many of us growing up, I think, in my generation— Um, you know, church was a thing that we did, um, because that's just what you did. You went to church and, um, I think that's becoming less and less. Um, but I also think, um, a lot of people have this temptation just to see what can I get out of the church rather than looking in scripture of how we're called to be a part of the local church, Mm -hmm. how we're part, how we're supposed to be a part of serving each other. And it's not, about what we get out of it. Um, And so I think it, it, you know, there's multiple passages, you know, Ephesians 4, Acts 2, 1 Corinthians 12, um, and, you know, that's just a few, but just so many passages of Scripture that talks about 
um, how we're gifted. You know, the Lord gives us different gifts and abilities, um, and we're supposed to use those for His glory, not for our own. And so, and as the church, we're supposed to encourage each other, hold each other accountable, um, serve each other um, within the church and then in our community and where God has placed us for a season or... um, And so I think that's just a huge conviction of mine is that it is so important for us to not see what we can get out of the church, but through serving, you know, we get such a blessing out of that because we just see how we can be connected, how we can grow, um, and just be there for each other. Um, and I think in larger churches, it can be a little more difficult because you can kind of slide in and slide out and nobody sees you and you can just come. And um, But there's just so much more and there's just such a beauty um, of the local church and then the global church. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's just very important that we, um, you know, pray and ask the Lord for discernment on where it is that we are to serve. Yeah, for sure. So you co-lead the women's ministry with Miss Peggy. Mm-hmm. Um, but tell us a little bit more about what you specifically do. Okay. So um, when I first started, I was trying to think back of if we had like our individual roles when I first started. So shortly after I started on the team, we kind of divided up into like mini teams in our ministry team. And so we have a teaching team, we have a media team, we have like a hospitality team, and then we have a connections team. And so I have a huge desire um, and need, and see the need of um, teaching the word and making sure that women are not, are not intimidated to dig deeper into scripture, that it's not just for pastors and ministers. Um, it's for all of us. We are all to be students. And, um, you know, it says in Scripture we're to be transformed um, by our mind. And so just to engage our mind in the Word that we've been given um, is so important. And I think women's ministry sometimes can get kind of a bad rap that it's all like fluffy and craft time and girl time. And yeah. um, and that's just not what we are um, mm-hmm. with the Women of Hope team. Like we all desire for our gatherings to be intentional, um, for there to be a time of um, digging deep into Scripture, um, for prayer. And um, and so my role the past few years has been on the teaching team. And so we, um, there's three of us. And so we will meet not only like as a big team, our whole leadership team, but we will meet um separately and think about um, kind of what our theme for the year is going to be and just kind of decide what our focus is going to be for each of our lift events um, that we have throughout the year. And um, and so we, you know, discuss and talk about who we want to teach, what we want to teach, and, um, and we just try to be really intentional with that. Yeah, for sure. Um, we were talking about earlier how uh, it's, it's really easy for you to like come into church and then just immediately leave and mm-hmm. uh, to not get involved. But I think also there's some fears that may come with that. What do you think some of those fears may be? Um, I think fear of maybe serving in the wrong place yeah. or um, I'm an introvert. And so 
going into a new situation can give a level of anxiety. So I really, um, I understand, you know, why some people would shy away from, especially from a larger body, um, to, you know, just be afraid to step out there, to step out of your comfort zone. For one thing, I think it's so funny that you brought up that you like my voice because I have always, like, I can't stand to hear myself on a recording, <laughs> in a microphone, on a video or anything. Uh, I just don't like hearing myself. <laughs> and so that that can be a fear, just your own insecurities, because that's one of mine. And so, um, you know, having a fear of saying the wrong thing or doing the wrong thing or um, just fear of change. And um, so, yeah, there's a lot of fears that people can have um, that would keep them. Um, And I think just busyness, you know, people see the need to be involved with so many other things that this could be like the last thing that they could choose to be a part of is just Mm -hmm. serving in the church. Yeah. I think at the last lift of lift event, um, you taught the message for that uh, mm-hmm. specific event. Um, did that scare you to get up in front of everybody? Yes. So I've done that a few times over the past few years, um, depending on the topic. And um, but you know, pre-COVID, we were in the fellowship hall, and that just seemed like a smaller, more intimate space. So it didn't seem as like overwhelming. But once, you know, this year we've moved, you know, into the rec center because of COVID restrictions and spacing, like that, like super overwhelming. Cause it was just, and it wasn't that there were more women there. It was just because the space seemed bigger. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, like I get anxious about that because something that I, I fear, you know, and pray so much before I do any type of teaching or speaking is that I wouldn't say or do anything contradictory to scripture because I'm not going to sit here and say that I know a lot um, because I don't. Um, I never want to teach anything wrongly. And so I think that's probably my biggest concern is, is just saying something that would lead someone, you know, to think something differently than what the word teaches. Yeah. And so that is a huge prayer for me before is just to make sure that it's only the Holy Spirit. It's not my words, but his. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, are there any specific verses or um, even people that kind of help you through like those scary times where it's a little bit, uh, cause anxiety or something? In those times? Um, yeah. So, I, um, of course, I do a lot of studying before any type of, you know, teaching on any certain topic. Um, I tell, like, when I do Bible studies and stuff, literature was always my weakest um, link, I think, growing up in education and going to school. And so there's even that fear of, like, interpreting something incorrectly. And so... um, So I, you know, I will read scripture first and then I'll go to trusted commentaries and sources um, to make sure that I'm understanding things clearly. Um, I will, you know, on a certain topic, will listen to sermons 
on that particular topic, um, like John Piper, David Platt, um, J.D. Greer are a few. Um, study Bibles are great. And then I always let my husband read anything that I am about to teach on because mm-hmm. I trust him. I trust um, his ability um, to, you know, learn from Scripture. And because I think in any type of serving role, you have to be humble and you have to be willing to be corrected. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I, I, I like for him to read through things too to mm-hmm. make sure that it makes sense and um, that, you know, it's truthful. Yeah. I feel like I've heard Hunter say that he, I don't know if he does it every time, but that he's um, done his message, you know, uh, spoke it to Holly before going yeah. to church and uh, yeah. speaking it. Um, this next question kind of goes back to some of these fears. Um, how can we listen to our calling even when we don't want to? Mm. So I think the enemy always wants us to not follow through what the Holy Spirit is leading us to do. And we have to just really pray um and lean into scripture even more in those times when we don't want to step out of our comfort zone, when we want to stay in a safe place and not make that step of faith forward when we know that the Lord is leading us to something. Um, I think on top of praying, um, there is so much to say about having wise counsel. Um, when you are doubting yourself, go to the people who know you well and go to those who you know are spiritually, biblically grounded people who are going to speak into you, encourage you, and affirm that step of faith that you're getting ready to take. Um, you know, when you're reading about spiritual gifts and you're trying to figure out, okay, where can I serve? What can I do? And you feel like the Lord is leading you somewhere. Obviously, if you have no musical bone in your body, you shouldn't be, you know, asking to be a part of the praise team or, um, you know, just different areas like that. Like the Lord gives us um, desires and, um, you know, he lays passions on our heart and then we can pray through those to discern those and then go to those people who can speak that truth and affirm um, and encourage us. And um, because if we don't speak it out loud, you know, no one's going to know that we're struggling. And so we have to be vulnerable too yeah. in those times. For sure. Um, this one kind of goes hand in hand, so it may not require too much of a answer for this one but um how can we keep insecurity from robbing us of our calling Mm. i think we just have to speak against it we have to um the enemy does not want us to speak and learn and lean into the promises of god um So when we're thinking negatively about ourselves, you know, we're thinking negatively about God's creation because he created us. Mm -hmm. And so when we're feeling insecure, um, you know, I'm just a firm believer that we pray and we trust the Holy Spirit to, um, you know, get rid of those thoughts. Um, And then, you know, 
again, you, you just go to people that are going to help you, you know, navigate those waters. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how can we be there for friends who are struggling with finding their purpose? So I think, um, and, and something I've always struggled with in the past is, you know, when you're trying to make a decision about a certain direction, I've always doubted my own discernment. You know, like mm-hmm. you can just go back and forth with, is God really leading me to this or not? Um, should I go this direction or not? And so, you know, when someone is coming to you and asking, you know, I think maybe God's leading me to this or I think I'm called to do this. You know, first and foremost, I think you just have to ask like, well, does this glorify the Lord? And if it does, then make that step. Like if it's glorifying him, if you're spending time in the word, which is so important, um, that is something that we can um, be so tempted to forget. Um, But there is so much in the word and we have to lean into his word, trust the Holy Spirit. And when someone is struggling, asking them those questions, okay, well, have you, how long have you felt like this was a passion? Um, how long have you been praying about this? Are you reading scripture to help you make this decision? Um, there's so much to that that I think we can neglect and it's so important and so to help someone you know you pray with them you pray for them you ask them some hard questions okay well what are you studying right now in particular on top of reading scripture which that's first and foremost read scripture and then you know there's so many wise teachers out there that you could learn from um, in regards to discernment and um, yeah so yeah um, this is kind of a long question. Okay. So what would you say to someone who is thinking about going into ministry or who is thinking about serving in their local church and is maybe a little nervous or doesn't know how to get involved? So I think first, um, I had a quote about this. I'm going to try to find it. When you're trying to make a decision about a particular um, the decision and making a step of faith, um, I think you, first and foremost, like I said earlier, like if it's something that glorifies the Lord, you know, that's, uh, you know, that has to be top and foremost, that this is God glorifying and, um, if you're taking the time to renew your mind in the word, then you make that step of faith and people are going to affirm you when you start talking to others and you go and not just people that are just going to tell you what you want to hear. Like you go to wise people that you know um, are serious about their faith, who are digging into scripture, who are trusting the Holy Spirit to say, hey, I really feel like the Lord is leading me to do this. Do you think I'm discerning this correctly. And I think those wise people are going to be able to help you, you know, move that direction or not. Or they may say, and we have to be humble. And if they say, mm, how, maybe let's take some time just to pray over this or talk through this or work through this. And 
And, and then other times I'd be like, oh, yeah, I can totally see you doing that. Yeah, absolutely, this is the direction you need to go. Um, and I think we also, we need to be encouraging other people because I definitely think the Lord uses others to encourage us. And even if it's something that we hadn't even thought of before, you know, the Lord could use somebody to come and say, hey, I really think you should do this. Yeah. And um, so this is a John Piper quote, and it says, The renewed mind takes seriously the needs that you see in the world and the ones that move you most deeply. And so when we're thinking about um, taking a step of faith in a certain direction, I think if you dig into yourself and you look back on the things that move you deeply, um, and you are renewing your mind through scripture and through prayer, um, the Holy Spirit is going to prompt you and show you that that's the direction you should go. Mm, for sure. Um, how have you seen God move in the women's ministry? So um, I think over the years, um, you know, we've seen women who were intimidated of getting involved in a, such a large church make a step of faith of coming to a smaller gathering and get connected that way. And I think that's so important because in a larger body, it can be intimidating and hard um, to get involved. And so I think we have a great opportunity for it to feel a little smaller. Um, And that's one thing I love about like our connections team within our leadership team is that's their goal. At every um, women's event, lift event that we have, they take it upon themselves to find those women who may be first timers. They may have been a part of Living Hope for a long time but have never gotten connected. And so they encourage them. They tell them how they can get connected. Um, or they may be completely new to the church. And so I think that's been a really cool thing as we've really seen the need for people um, to ask those questions like, how long have you been going here? You know, would you like to be a part of a Bible study or an equip class? Or would you like to serve in this capacity? Like here's needs. And I think you'd be great to help with that need. And so that's been really fun to see. Yeah. What's your favorite Women of Hope or Lift memory? So a few few years ago, we had um, Allison Allen come. We have a November conference every other year. And, um, She's a great um, author and Bible teacher, and she was just talking about um, how women can um, have a hard time letting go of those insecurities. And so at the end of one of her talks, she had these stickers all on the altar, and they said things like, unseen, ugly, um, what are some of the other ones? Just worthless, forgotten. You know, all of these things that I think the enemy uses to um, make us feel less than. Um, and so she just encouraged us to come to the altar and pick up one of those words that we have spoken to ourselves um, and just lay those to the Lord and just grasp onto his promises that we are loved, we are chosen, we are forgiven, um, we are beautiful, 
Uh, we are wonderfully made, you know, all of those things. And so it was just so cool to see women just releasing that to the Lord um, to grab those up and then to grab words to replace those, that they could just speak that um, into them just to forget about all of those negative things that we can tell ourselves. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, How would you, or I'm sorry, how could someone get involved in Women of Hope? So first and foremost, um, we would just love for them to come, start coming to our lift events, just to experience those, to see kind of how those work. Um, And then we like to have a list of volunteers, you know, people who could be greeters, people who could help serve food. Sometimes we have table discussions and we need table leaders at those tables to help make sure that our discussion stays kind of on track because, you know, as women in a group can we can ramble and we can get off topic. And so we need table leaders to kind of help like, oh, let's come back to, you know, these questions on whatever topic we're learning about that night. Um, So there's, those are definitely some ways to get started being involved. Yeah. And then um, we have another lift event coming up June 30th. Yes. So tell us a little bit about that. So I'm super pumped about this one. This is um, a night we've been planning for a long time because This was actually going to be the April 2020 lift, and of course Mm -hmm. that didn't happen. And so, um, and then we, you know, we pushed it back thinking, oh, it'll happen in June. Oh, it'll happen the next one. Of course, obviously that never happened. So we have lined up a group of ladies um, to have a panel discussion. So we, this year, have been... um, our theme has been engage. And so in January, we talked about just engaging with Christ. And then in April, it was engaging in gospel conversations. And then this is just engaging within the community. And so we really want to encourage our ladies to get involved with the local church, obviously. But then also, how can we reach our community for the Lord? Because there's just so many people out there who are hurting. And so we're going to have... Um, Different women from curbside ministries, our local impact ministries, which covers um, Hope House, Refuge BG, um, a lot of um, just the local impact ministry that Living Hope um, has a part of. Um, We're going to have a lady that talks about how she got involved with college ministry and doing a sorority Bible study. And and then we'll have someone um, from the um, counseling center and the pregnancy center coming and just like sharing how the Lord led them to those ministries, how they got involved, and then how we can be a part of it. Whether we have one hour to volunteer or whether we have a full day to volunteer or however, like, so I'm just so excited to have that discussion with them just to see what our women and our church can do to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Mm, yeah, that's awesome. So the lift event is June 30th. It's in the Student Center. Yes. And there's a barbecue dinner at yes, 530. It's going to be great. I'm very excited about that. Yep. And then the panel starts at 630, and then you do have to RSVP for the dinner and child care. Yes, we do so, offer yeah. child care for any new mamas of young kids or older kids. If you think that you can't come because you have kids, you can. Yes. Yes. And then um, my notebook had this verse in it that I thought was so fitting, so I figured I would wrap everything up with this. It says, Be strong and courageous. Don't be terrified or afraid of them. 
For the Lord your God is one who will go with you. He will not leave you or abandon you. And that's Deuteronomy 31, 6. Mm, so good. Yeah. So um, I just want to thank you, Jenny, for coming on this podcast. She's our first guest. Yay. And so it's very exciting. Um, and yeah, I think that's it for today. Uh, thank you so much yes. for having me. Yes, it's, it's been, been great. fun. For sure.